Hi, this is Christian from The Christian Simone Show. In this episode titled The Recovering Idealist, I'm going to help you sort out the thought processes of living in reality versus the what should, could, or would be life. It's oftentimes us living in this shoulda, coulda, woulda mentality that keeps us in a state of limbo. Want to know more? Stay tuned. So in my life, I've been on this world and in this world for about 31 years, and I've been sold the mentality or thought process of what should be, could be, or would be, what I think should be versus what is reality. When you don't live in reality, there are some consequences that occur, and it keeps you in a state of limbo. Being in limbo is probably the worst feeling in the world. I prefer yes or no. I was not a fan of a hundred shades of gray. I need definitives. However, you can stay in those gray areas if you're not careful by living in a state of when I get to, then I will be X. So for many years, I've been overweight and In 2011, I embarked on a huge pursuit of losing weight. I had just graduated out of undergrad and was finally feeling like I could start living an adult life and was hyper gung-ho about losing weight. And I was successful, um, in my opinion. I've lost 100 pounds, which is nothing to sneeze at, but I wasn't able to maintain that said 100 pounds due to not dealing with the emotional abyss that I was currently in. For me in those 100 pounds, it wasn't a great journey for me because I simply could not be happy where I was at that stage. So when I lost 50, I was still angry that I hadn't lost 75. And when I lost 75, I wasn't happy that I I hadn't hit 100. And when I hit 100, I was still yearning for more and not being happy where I was. In my mind, I had to reach a certain weight in order for me to be able to live or to feel deserving. I felt that if I got to my goal weight, which was 150 pounds, I would then have access to the world and that people would like me. People would want to be around me. People would want to invite me to their brunches and I would be able to connect with really phenomenal people. Men would desire me for more than a cheap thrill. I felt companies would want to hire me and everything would just be this glorious, wonderful life. Instead of actually enjoying every pound that I lost every new experience, every new height, all I could do was harp and just harp and um, be in pain of not being where I thought I needed to be. Now in this pursuit of weight loss, just for one example, I'm actually trying to enjoy the journey, actually taking time to stop and see and experience the flowers that are birthed from this sad journey. Now, we often are operating from a dream or an idealistic view. 
So we think that we have to look a certain way, sound a certain way before we're able to be. Now, goals are dope and you have to have a plan in life. Like you just can't be rolling out here just, you know, wilding without a plan. I mean, you don't know where you're going unless you do have a final destination. In Google, you just can't type happy and it takes you somewhere. You have to have some coordinates to get to where you want to be. But if you don't do the deep work while you're in this pursuit of goals, it's going to kind of not be as great as you thought, or you may not even get there. In my life, I've kept myself hostage because I did not fit my ideal, which deep down, I didn't feel my ideal, so therefore I didn't feel I was worthy. And by having this notion, I continued to live in a way that was contrary to what I thought I should be. So there was this kind of tug of war of what I saw myself as versus what I truly believed. So for me, I wasn't lovable because I wasn't skinny or because I wasn't some big executive yet or, um, hell, I mean, to even be more trivial because I didn't have a big old booty. Like, those were the things that I saw as lack and therefore was undeserving of greatness. Now, until probably the end of last year, oh my God, it's coming up to a year, I had what I would consider a emotional breakdown. And I had been told for years that eventually it would occur, but last year, 2016, was the shit shows of shit shows, and it finally occurred at the end of the year. Now, looking at that, and fast forwarding to now, in the best month of the year, November, I so, I'm so happy that I was broken in order for me to be able to take the gunk out, clean it, and reassemble it in a way that is better for me. So until I broke myself, I was on the hook for being one way. And so once I took myself out of that junction and took myself, you know, I gave myself some more rope. I stopped tightening my rope and gave myself some, some slack. And by doing so, I finally was able to fire myself from being the warden and judge in my life. And that really helped me to move past. So some ways that um, by being broken, I was able to write out what I truly felt was my ideal self. I was able to um, really assess what I already was doing, what was already great in my life that I wasn't acknowledging. Um, I also was able to kind of look at, must something truly be a certain thing? Or is it a delusion that I've picked up and held because of past mistakes or things that I've been told? So, for example, holding this notion that I had to be skinny in order to be valuable, I was able to link that back to family who always would pit me over a certain relative that was fair skin and skinny because she was a very athletic girl. And that stuck with me for a long, long time. So by breaking myself, I was able to kind of pull out the areas in my life that were no longer serving me greatly and never served me well and helped me to progress. It also led myself off the hook for a lot of the things that 
I felt that I had to accomplish in order to be worthy. And the greatest joy of letting break, having this broken set in moment was that I was able to get my pen and paper and rewrite my story to my advantage. If you don't get anything out of this podcast, I really want you to understand that you are 100% responsible for your life. Now with that, you get to rewrite your narrative, what you share with others, what you tell and share with yourself, what you believe about yourself. You get the honor to rewrite that. No one has no one gets that opportunity to write that unless you give it to them. And I'll just go ahead and put it out there for you. If you let someone else write your story for you, it's not going to be to your advantage. It's going to be to theirs. So that goes for friends, that goes for lovers, that goes for family. You have to write your narrative to your advantage. And once you start to do that, life becomes such a dream. It becomes a joy. And no things may not instantly become perfect, but you get the opportunity to live a sweet life. I look at my house right now and it's not exactly where I want it to be, but it's mine and I'm graciously happy. I have never felt happy in my 31 years and I can say I feel happy and I am not ashamed of feeling happy. I'm not ashamed of feeling peace. These are things that with my past narratives, and chapters I felt horribly about because I was on the hook for not being some executive who had a 100K salary a year and was riding in a nice car. And I look at my life and I look at what I have written as what I've desired. And just for this year alone, I have emotional peace. That's something that you can't buy. As much as Amazon has wonderful, great things, can't buy that. I am at a peacefulness where I can let things go that no longer serve me, be it a mindset or even family. I've let uh, my mother go this year. And that was for most, especially in the black community, something that you don't do. But I am 100% responsible for my life. So therefore, whatever is necessary for me, I must do in order to live my best life. Now, if you're not willing to do the work, you're not at all capable or have permission really truly to complain. You don't have the rights to complain because you're not willing to put in forth the work. And even if you are putting in the work, you still need to complain because that is a wasted energy and wasted time that you could be spending on delving deeper into what you're wanting to be. Now, I will give you a few ideals that will definitely help you recover mentally. You have to truly allow yourself to be free of the emotional dogma that you put yourself through. You really have to truly rewrite that narrative of what you tell yourself in order to be free. And then most importantly and lastly, you have to go and live out that life and that dream. You have to truly think about things in the sense of where they 
will be where they are today. Instead of living, and I and I'm it's still a work in progress for me. I always would say when I get, when I have. Instead of just saying, I am enjoying my new Range Rover that's all white leather interior and I am enjoying having a housekeeper who comes weekly and I'm enjoying my 100K a year job. I'm enjoying my healthy body and simply enjoying those things now because there is no past and there is no future. There is just right now. And that's where they say, stress and worry come from you know you are depressed if you're living in the past and you're worried if you're living in the future because those are two time warp time things that are not really existent only thing you have is this exact moment the moment that you're listening to this podcast which I hope it finds you greatness and beautifulness is the only time that you have right now so make sure that you are living your best life now and do the work if you want to follow me, which I think you should, because if you're, you're listening to me now, you're smart, you will need to go to the ChristianOConsulting.com, also on Facebook and Instagram, Christian O Consulting, and at the Christian Simone on Facebook and Instagram and the Christiansimone.com. Last thought, make sure that you are not just telling people who you are, but show them. Peace. <laughs>